this is getting as regular as a rainy February in Oregon. Grammy time rolls around and Cheryl Pavelski gets handed one. She won one for It's Such a Good Feeling, The Best of Mr. Rogers. She's also won for the Garden Spot Programs 1950. She was the compilation producer on Wilco's Yankee Hotel Foxtrot 20th Anniversary Super Deluxe Edition, which won the Grammy for Best Historical Album. And just a couple of weeks ago, she won for the massive collection written in their soul, the stacked songwriter demos for Best Historical Album. And she also won Best Coffee Shop Conversation episode for 2021. Mostly, Cheryl and I like to geek out talking about music and records. And that's why she's back at Artichoke today. Cheryl, I did, I remember just a few days ago, it seems like, that I sent you a text that went, Yay, 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 and yay. Uh-huh. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been quite a time. It's been crazy. It's been a whirlwind. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It has been. I mean... Uh, Literally because of the rain. Oh, yeah. Well, there's that. <laughs> there's all kinds of things. Today, it was the wind. Seriously. Uh, yes, I know. Blew me right in the door. <laughs> I know. I just had to. I had to hold my hat. Yeah, <laughs> you are wearing a hat. You know, one of the most embarrassing things that, uh, that can happen to a man Whoa. is to have his hat blow off and have to chase it. Oh yeah. Because then everybody laughs at you. Yeah, and it's hard to catch. Well, it's really hard to catch. It's like when paper goes everywhere. And yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I remember I had. I, I, it was like the second date for with 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 this woman <laughs> who actually ended up marrying. So it's okay. Okay. Uh, no, that was actually, well, let me, I'll stop there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, that, and my hat blew off oh. and just was just rolling up Burnside. Oh boy. I had to go chase it and everybody was laughing and my God. And she liked you anyway. She did. Well, yes. See, there you go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good test. Yeah. So, um, you win every year, don't you? No. Uh-huh. No. Almost. I'm just on a, I, I'm on a bender. <laughs> <laughs> Got a streak going, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, some people would like that very much. Other people's would, other people would not. Why? Because <laughs> they want to Oh, you win. mean your competitors? <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, right. Well. No, every, I, I have to say um, this, this year in particular, and I think because of the, the nature of the project, um, it's it's been a very uh, congenial and convivial group of of nominees. That's good. Yeah, That's good. it was um, it was great. So um, I you know, it was it, this was a special special project. So. Wow. Well, that's saying something because you got a million of them. <laughs> well, this, I mean, this one took me 17 years to, to finish. Really? Yeah. So I, I started two projects when I was at, um, actually, there are three that I got out last year that I started when I worked at Concord Music Group. Uh-huh. Uh, one was the aforementioned Written in Their Soul, the Stack Songwriter Demos project. Um, another was... Um, an Art Pepper collection, uh, the Complete Maiden Voyage oh, recordings. Oh wow! Yeah. So that came out on yeah. Omnivore later in the um, later last year, and then um, a Steve Cropper reissue of his yeah. record um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, with a little help from my friends. Yeah. So I kind of st had those uh, started back when I worked at Concord, but I was there for such a short amount of time that um, I didn't get to finish them, especially the Stacks one. I mean, those other ones only took so long because um, I. I wasn't at 
at that label anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But this one took a long time to surface the material. So, uh, but it was extra sweet because uh, Miss Deanie Parker, who uh -huh. uh, is is on the box set as as a writer yeah. and a performer, yeah. but she was also um, Stax's longtime publicist, sure. and later the CEO of the Charter School and and Soulsville USA, which mm -hmm. uh, oversees the Stax Museum in Memphis. Um, she had to give two acceptance speeches <laughs> wow because she also won she won as as a producer on the project with me mm -hmm. but she and robert gordon also wrote the liner notes which also won uh-huh yeah so that yeah. was that was just extra special f for me to to have her up there doing her thing and 17 years yeah yeah you know that's wow you know you get a thing in your head and you just have to finish it <laughs> oh tell me about it yeah really it's true but i tell you you know it's the the music is is undeniably compelling so every time i found another one i couldn't quit <laughs> every found i every time i found another one of these demos they i mean they're just so brilliant and they're just you know they capture the essence of the song because it's the songwriter performing yeah. their song yeah. so that you know you're right there at the heart of the matter and so every time i found another one i'm like yeah i gotta keep going <laughs> what's the process of finding one well so um okay let's back up uh there's Two parts to every song, right? <laughs> There's the sound recording, mm -hmm. which are commonly known as masters. Yes. And those are the things you listen to. Mm -hmm. But then there's the composition, right? That's the underlying song. Mm -hmm. So um, some songs, like Yesterday, is the most covered song in the world, right? Uh -huh. The Beatles song. Anybody can cover those songs. Yeah. Um, but there's only one composition, Yeah. right? Yeah. So the record companies look after the sound recordings, the publishers look after the compositions, right? They help copyright things. Yeah, and yeah. in the old day, Tin Pan Alley days, they'd go and try to get cuts, right? They'd yes. try to get artists to cover those songs because that's how they make their money. Mm -hmm. So uh, East Memphis Music published most of the stack songwriters. Mm -hmm. And um, that, uh, when I started looking for these demos, had become part of Rondor Music, which is now part of Universal Music Publishing, mm -hmm. like everything. Right. Um, <laughs> um, and what uh, Rondor had done in the late 80s, early 90s, is they had taken all of their original sources, tapes and acetates and whatnot, mm -hmm. and they transferred it all to DAT tapes, digital audio tapes. Oh, my tapes. God. And then they threw away the originals. Oh, geez. And, yeah, this was being done for space-saving measures, right? right? These right. tiny little DAT tapes. They're, I know. They're, the, 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 DAT, the DAT period lasted about three weeks. Yeah, and, and also the DAT started going bad. Oh. And when they go bad, it's, it's digital bad. You can't come back from that. Oh, you can't do any restoration on that. So after they had laid all of their stuff, not just these East Memphis demos, yeah. All of the stuff that they controlled randomly to DATs, the DATs started going bad, and they laid that all to drives. And so they gave me a range of drives. They're like, oh, we think most of the uh, East Memphis stuff is in here, but it's all mixed in. And by the time all these uh. transfers had happened, there was just globs of audio. A lot of the indexing had been lost. Uh. So I couldn't go track to track. And also, um, there wasn't a lot of great annotation. Um, uh, like I didn't, who was on it? Who was performing <laughs> or the song titles? Yeah. So um, a lot of that was missing or illegible. And so um, I had to sort through it all, 
all of their holdings. You know, it could be everything from Broadway show tunes for shows that never happened uh-huh. to a zillion other artist demos. In in 2014, um, on Omnivore, we released something, uh, a record by Gene Clark called mm-hmm. The White Light Demos. It was demos for his White Light album. Mm-hmm. I had found those in the process of looking for these Stax demos. So the process threw off another project, which was great. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's just another example of the stuff that was in these holdings. Jeez. So, um, so uh, you know, whenever I found one that sounded like it could be an original Stax recording... Mm-hmm demo i would slice it out digitally slice it out of that file wow and um i finished going through a couple thousand hours of audio in november of 2019 and i had i wound up with 665 tracks that i thought were stacks songwriter demos yeah and from that point I began trying to identify the material, uh-huh. who was singing, who the writers were, what the song titles were. <laughs> um, I had an old copyright ledger that had been photocopied for me, so that helped me identify some of the titles. Yeah. Um, but I just, you know, so I, I just, I, you know, I started weeding through it, and um, then lockdown pretty much happened, and that gave me extra time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, at, a, at a certain point... Um, during the whole pandemic thing, I talked to Miss Parker and asked her to co-produce because I had long talked to her about this. Uh-huh. And she was like, uh-huh, 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 call me when you get it done, right? Yeah, yeah. So I did. Ah. <laughs> and, and she had given me her demos uh, um, right when I had started this project. Um, but I don't, if you asked her, I, she probably would say she didn't think I'd ever finish this thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I did. Um, wow. And she she was instrumental in in um, getting some clearances and permissions done with artists and estates and, uh-huh. and some of the songwriters um, because the last three discs of this project uh, are songs that didn't get cut or released in any way. Wow! And when you have a song, it's called a first use. Mm-hmm. The songwriters can deny. Anybody recording that song or releasing that song before they do mm-hmm. or they give permission. So we had a, um, you know, I had three discs of this stuff. And so, you know, Miss Parker is the one with those relationships. I don't have those mm-hmm. relationships. So, um, And we also had a listening session in Memphis at the, at the museum, which was fantastic because oh, she had wow. uh, Mr. William Bell. Uh, Mr. Henderson Thigpen, uh, Mr. Bobby Manuel, ah. um, Dini was of course there. Eddie, Mr. F- Mr. Floyd, Eddie Floyd mm-hmm. listened to some stuff. He he wasn't at that first session, but Miss um, Parker also invited some of the kids from the charter school to videotape and and just sit in the back because they're learning how to be songwriters. Yeah. So it was really it was it was it was really kind of magical because. Um, if you listen to the um, demo of Woman to Woman by Henderson Thigpen, uh-huh. Uh-huh. it's him. Uh, uh, there's a lot of, uh, like, he wrote that song yeah. for a woman to sing. So when he sings his demo, he sings it from the woman's perspective, yeah. right? And so he does the whole monologue at the beginning where he's yeah. like, hey, Barbara, this is Shirley, you know? And it's, <laughs> and, and it's, it's, it's funny um, in, in just the sweetest way. And we played it for him, and he leaned over to me and he said, 
that's not going to be on this thing, is it? And I said, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when it ended, the kids all, all snapped. Wow. And he just a big tear came down. It was that's amazing. I st- I still get all weird. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's been a very emotional project. Um, when we had the record release party last year in Memphis, um, all of the aforementioned artists and myself mm-hmm. and um, with Robert Gordon um, uh, doing the the Q and A did a little did a little panel for an o- invited audience up in uh, 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 down in Memphis. And um, he played Mac Rice's uh, demo for "Respect Yourself," mm-hmm. and um, this just this this was a, a this was a career moment for me. So you know, Mac is playing this out of tune guitar and it's chunking along, yeah. and the audience extemporaneously, unprompted, all sing the background vocals together Whoa. when the chorus comes. Wow! And I, you know, I was just a mess. <laughs> I bet. So this Jeez. this. This project has been just one of those really, um, I don't know, I was on a mission, you know. Yeah. They had to give you the Grammy. <laughs> I made them. No, really? it's, it's, no, you did make them. It's, nah, it's, it's, you know, I mean, come on. We were up against, uh, like, Lou Reed and, and Bob Dylan. <laughs> so know, they didn't win. Those, they didn't win. But all <laughs> those were just great projects this year. The Playing sure. for the Man at the Door. Sure. All the Mac McCormick blues stuff. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. And um, the uh, uh, early sax player, um, Lauren... Oh, what's his name? Um, it was the Archeophone release. Yeah, yeah. And Rich and Megan do such comprehensively uh-huh. great projects. So, uh-huh. you know, it was it was a good year. It was a good year. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. great. So. That's amazing. Anyway, wow. I've just been blabbing. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we like that. <laughs> I guess that's what we're here to do. <laughs> we are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so. Yeah, I remember the first time I, I, I saw that the, that this was going to happen, I, be, I believe I said, I've got to have some of this immediately <laughs> so I can put it on the radio. Yeah. And I'm sure that, that, that you got a similar response from everybody who, who, who knew it was going to happen. There were a lot of folks, um, re- I, I was moved by the, the amount of, of support, uh, especially at radio. I, I yeah. didn't expect it, you yeah. know, because these are, yeah. some of them are pretty raw. Some of them are, are f- pretty fleshed out, too, though. Um, yeah, that was the interesting part, that yeah. some of them were, it sounded like a finished product, and, and, the, uh, and, and on the other hand, some of them sounded like somebody just picked up picked up his guitar and sat on the bed. Right, and, <laughs> and it's, um, you know, you would expect a demos project to be more of the latter, I imagine. Um, you know, the kind of boombox kind of thing. Yeah. But because the publishing company for Stax was in the same building as the studios, uh-huh. just walk down the hall and there's Steve Cropper. You know, yeah. if you need a guitar on your, yeah. or, you know, or Booker's <laughs> in the next room and yeah. need yeah. somebody to lay down some keys, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and Deanie confirmed that, you know. She said, you know, they people just come and, and get get out uh, all of us from the offices. We go sing backup uh-huh. and, you know, so... W- I think some of the um, the ones that were recorded in the studios are really interesting because you can hear kind of some of the head arrangements going on, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. So it's it's and it's fresh. It's vital, you know. It's yeah. just happening yeah. right there. Yeah. Seems to me that um, people have a more emotional response to Stacks than any other label. <laughs> Maybe I, you know, and I, I, I think know. it's um, uh, yeah, I do, I do, yeah. And, um, I, I think it's because of what, you know, the promise of what it represents, mm-hmm. right? 
mm-hmm. um, culturally, socially. Um, sure. You know, this this music was being made right at that sort of nexus where, you know, before Dr. King was was shot right. in Memphis, blocks mm-hmm. away from where the, all of this was happening. Yeah. Um, if you had the good fortune and the talent to be in those rooms, mm-hmm. music was the reason. Yeah. Right. It didn't. Yeah. Everything else didn't matter, mm-hmm. and um, everything after changed. And um, I hate that. I hate that we live in that world. Well, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. hate it hard. And yeah. so this project for me is like, okay, I'm throwing a line out to you mm-hmm. know. Uh, what I what I wish it would be, and also, um, you know, I I got to live in that space for a while. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's that. That's why you got the gig in the first place. <laughs> I guess so. I think it is. I guess so. Yeah, I try yeah. to live in that space as much as possible. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I understand. I understand. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's what journalists do. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. We're we're all, we're all telling stories. Yeah, trying to make ourselves feel better. <laughs> yeah, here's here's a man who lives a life of danger. Everywhere <laughs> he goes, he stays a st- he stays a stranger. Yeah. Because after your interview, then you never see him again. Yeah. You know. That's right. <laughs> you know who used that line in that context? The first time I ever heard it used outside of Secret Agent Man mm-hmm. was. Um, um, Uh, Laurie Anderson. Oh. Yeah. And from Oh Superman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I'm, he, he, here's a little Grammy story. Okay. So she was nominated. Yeah. For the Lou Reed Project, but she was also um, given a trustee award for a lifetime achievement. Wow. And I'm a huge fan. Oh, and yeah. I kept walking by her and I just couldn't say hello. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm such a nerd. Really? I know. You? I know. Wow. I know. There's just some people. I'm like, okay. You She'd know, like, like to hear stories from you. Yeah. Well, you know, it's <laughs> like, I, I just feel, especially with some artists or people in the business, um, on occasion it's happened to me where I'm like, I would rather not go up to a person and go, I'm a big fan. Right. I would rather like right. meet her in the context of working on something. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. it's like there's a reason for me to be breathing oxygen <laughs> in this room, you know. Yeah. And um, so and, you know, she was she was very available. But I just yeah. just didn't want to be one of the people that are like, right. I'm a really big fan. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I met her in the context of my girl, my poet girlfriend. Oh, really? Yeah. Lucky you. Maybe. Lucky me. OK, L- good. Lucky me. <laughs> lucky me. Yeah. And uh, so there she was. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. When when did you meet her? Uh, late eighties. Okay. Uh, and I'll never forget. I was sitting in. A, I was when I was working for Evening PM magazine. Mm-hmm. And uh, in those days, you know, the, the TV stations just paid a fee to ask out and be mine. You could use anything right. behind a story, just anything, right. which I took advantage of. Right. And I'll never forget. So I was sitting in that, in that room, we're working on a piece. And I had just gotten O Superman. And I just wanted to play this one piece for the editor. To, you know, just, I don't even know if it was to use or just because I wanted her to hear it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she had the line, 
I think we should put some mountains here. Mm. Otherwise, what are the characters going to fall off of? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And I was right in the middle of making a, making a TV story, right? Uh-huh. So it was like, oh, that's what we're doing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. There were so many things like that that, yeah. that she just, uh, she nailed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking for the, the summer um, every other year minus pandemic years i guess um yeah that is weird because they they've disappeared right and we have no we have no idea how how we go back i have no idea but 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 we're trying to so this year again wilco is doing their solid sound festival Mm -hmm. and they do it at um uh uh mass mocha in uh uh, western massachusetts Mm -hmm. i always have to remember which side the water's on (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) and um uh, at Mass Mocha, there's a um, virtual reality exhibit mm-hmm. by Laurie Anderson. Wow. And um, the f- the first year that it was up when we were at Solid Sound, I got to, to see a little bit of it. But I'm glad I'm really glad it's still there because I need to spend some more time in it because, you know, uh, limitless space for Laurie Anderson to play with. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I want to see yeah. more of what what yeah. was there. Because yeah. you had to, you know, you had to walk through rooms and you don't, you didn't know if you got to them all, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. so I need to, uh-huh. I need to go back on that ride again. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. I wish I could go see that John Waters exhibit. Yeah. In LA. Yeah. With all the costumes and everything. Yeah. I, had, I, was, I was talking to him a few months ago and uh, he said, <laughs> he was just, he just kept chuckling and laughing saying, he's saying, yeah, I know. Uh, we didn't really realize back then, <laughs> and and now, the family is the family can gather around the television and put on TCM, and watch the talking asshole in Pink Flamingos. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> I, I, I wrote the thing. first review. Oh really? Oh yeah. Ah, that's yeah, so I, cool. I believe I said something like. <laughs> People are going to think these these these, these the, the, the the public will think these people are are weird, but I know them, <laughs> <laughs> and they are. <laughs> well, they are, but in a good way. Absolutely, you know. Absolutely, everybody's weird. <laughs> yeah, I remember he uh, he moved. Actually, he wrote about this in one of his books. He uh, he and his and and and, and his friends moved out mm-hmm. of uh, the apartment uh, of an apartment and. We, the underground underground newspaper hippies, moved in, right? <laughs> and in the living room was still the couch where Divine was raped by a giant lobster. Oh yeah, that's that's a scene that'll never you can't, no, un, you, can't you can't unsee you it. Can't, there's so many things that you can't unsee. You know, yeah. it's funny. Uh, did you ever do the Madison? You're not old enough to do the Madison, are you? The Madison. The the main dance in in uh, hairspray. Yeah, the no, line dance. I know. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, look at me. Do I look like a dancer? <laughs> Everybody, well, sure. Why not? There's no such thing as looking like a dancer. Okay. You know. I mean, the thing about dancing is the important thing is that you want to. Right. I'm the person in the back of the room with my arms folded, going, checking out the <laughs> band. <laughs> Yes, but no, I, I've I've not done the Madison. Oh, okay, okay. The guy who does the vocals in that was a local DJ. Oh, cool. Eddie Morrison, ah. who was famous for saying "crazy." <laughs> <laughs> what was the scratch and sniff movie? Polyester. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. I had a. I yeah. actually did a piece. 
a few weeks ago because the you know the Tomorrow Theater, that new theater mm-hmm. that's in town, a very very the 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 height of irony mm. for a John Waters movie to be playing in a former porn <laughs> theater. That is, there's no there's no greater <laughs> irony than that. Uh, it's, it's beautiful. It was meant to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, yeah, I wrote I wrote actually wrote a pretty funny piece about my involvement with. With both polyester and, oh, okay. and, uh, and hairspray. I remember seeing that one. I mean, how could you forget? Which all one? Of, all of polyester. I mean, oh, yeah. how could you forget? You can't. No. You can't. I wish I still Odorama. Had the, <laughs> yeah. I wish I still had the little <laughs> scratch and sniff thing. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. If I only had the foresight. <laughs> Actually, it might be in a, in a file cabinet somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. What's well, like the raspberries record that smells or the Madonna oh. one, you know, it's like I wonder if I wonder if if there's any scratch and sniff cards, the odorama uh, that still work, you know. Yeah, good question. You know, probably, though, um, uh, there. Uh, well, that's never been it's, there's never been it's never been equaled as far as <laughs> grossness. <laughs> You could say that about a lot of things that John. <laughs> I don't know. That one was yeah, like. That was pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty gross. Yeah. yeah. It was a good idea. It was but inspiring, you know. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> inspiring. Yeah. Because right around that time, I was, I was writing for the supermarket tabloid. Mm. And my, my aim. Here? Ever, no, the, the Sun, the, the one that was oh, the, the, oh, oh, the competitor of the Weekly World News. Got it. And your goal every day was to get up, get high. <laughs> Sit in front of your Selectric, uh huh, and think of the grossest thing you possibly uh, that you possibly could. And did you enjoy that job? I did it first, uh huh. But I kept wondering, you know. Then as things progressed, yeah. And because I wrote a lot of a lot of stories for them, actually ended up being a book. Um, uh, it it became like, I can't believe this shit's coming out of me. <laughs> What is wrong with me? Oh, it became a weird burden then, huh? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. It still made me laugh. Matter of fact, when I when I was when I was changing the original manuscripts and collecting them and putting and, and making the book, mm-hmm. um, you ever go back and, and and to stuff that you've worked on, and then and forget that you've done something. There's something funny that you did or some mm. really c- cool thing that you did mm-hmm. and didn't remember, and all of a sudden you saw it, mm-hmm. and then you start laughing. Mm-hmm. How about that? I do too. Yeah. I like, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been trying to write more. Yeah. And uh, my my wife is encouraging me to continue down this path of 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 some sort of book. The the thing I I even love more than finding something from a while ago is mm-hmm. writing something that just kind of falls out of you and cracks you up. And it, Absolutely. It, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's 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 mysterious. But I, yes. you know, I, I when I write that kind of stuff, I laugh until I cry. It's mm-hmm. it's it's just mm-hmm. this bizarre sort of, gosh, we're we're having like a conversation about weird emotional things today. Yeah, I have no idea why. I don't either. Yeah, it must be the wind. But, <laughs> <laughs> but when I was writing this funny piece about the two John Waters movies, yeah, um, it's the first time I've written funny for a long, long time because of my back. Mm-hmm. The back problems. Yeah. So, because it's hard to be funny when you're in pain. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, it's possible, but it's like not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was. It was really. You know, I just it was because I've never figured out, and I've asked. 
a million musicians this question, never gotten a, 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 a fully um, a full explanation for how does how do things go from your brain to your heart and out of your fingers? Yeah, and it goes for writing and music and music and everything else. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I mean, I suppose there have been studies. Probably, but you know? I I mean that's that's the the magical beauty of that stuff yeah though, right yeah. because it's it's you, know, you hear people talking about you know oh i'm just a vessel for this that or the other thing and yeah. and and yeah. i'm like okay that's that that could be something but i i think i don't think so yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i'm with you yeah Shh, don't about, uh, but you know i i think um i think all that stuff is just there and and you know if the conditions are right yeah um, but it is magic. It is it is pulling something. I right. I love being able to pull something out of thin air and make something. Yeah. You know? yeah. As much as yeah. I like, you know, in the work I do, it's more um, Rubik's cube sort of problem solving. It's mm -hmm. organizational yeah. in in some yeah. ways as well as storytelling. And mm -hmm. to tell a story, you need to organize it so people know what the hell you're talking about. I suppose. But but to <laughs> <laughs> but to to just let let that sort of conjuring happen. Yeah. That's yeah. it's pr it's pretty cool. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I actually did have somebody explain it one time. There's a there was a really great remember when they were like a million Django Reinhardt bands? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About twenty years ago. Hot club. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh and um uh, uh and so there was a there's a band in town called um well, it just went out of my head. But anyway, it was one of one of those Django bands. Right. Kung Pao Chickens. Oh, okay. Oh, they're, nice. They're terrific. There's, okay. There's a, guy, there's a guy named John who's a fabulous guitar player, mm -hmm. and he's, he's one of the people who started that. Pete Krebs mm. is one of the people who started that band. Okay. Anyway. And I like the name. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> uh, he's really great. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, um, and, and, uh, uh, and I asked that question about how does it go from here to here to here and out, right. your, out your fingers. And there was an older guy who was a retired psychologist mm. who was the clarinet player. Because you've mm. got to have a clarinet Of course, player. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he explained it. And then the tape got lost. Oh. Did you remember? No. Ah. But I set it up again, mm. uh, you know, another time, so I could just record the audio. And he, he didn't get it right. Yeah. It was, it was like when, I don't know if you were ever a Laurel and Hardy fan, mm -hmm. as I was, when Stan is lucid mm -hmm. and explains something <laughs> wonderfully uh -huh. and then ollie goes say that again and then it's all wrong it's all gone yeah, it's all gone. yeah. <laughs> well but see just just like we're talking about it's you know being able to to grab that moment mm -hmm. grab that thing you know it's it's gone that's why you don't talk about interview stuff before you start the interview right because you right. blow it. Yes. <laughs> you, yeah, you're yeah. overthinking everything. It's yeah. got to be that yeah. sort of extemporaneous sort yeah. of thing. Well, and I suppose yeah. it's the same as as, 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 uh, as an improvised solo. Right. Right. You know, pretty much. It's just magic. I or guess. or you're just making a whole lot of mistakes and they turn out great. Right. right? Oh, God. If, if people only knew. Yeah. You know, how how that works. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, I, I love it when that happens. I'm like, yeah. really got away with one. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You can't be on all the time. <laughs> no, no. And, you know, it's funny, uh, you know, in the, in the past few years since we changed from doing the radio shows live to, mm. to you know, making them at home and sending them in because, you know, during the pandemic, that's what we had to right. do. Um, 
I thought it was a real advantage to being able to to write my my voicers, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yes and no. Mm-hmm. So what happened was, after a while, I decided to keep the keep to to to, to use some takes where I fucked up. Yeah. They're just more real, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I do miss, I do miss, you know, being there and changing my mind at the last minute and throwing some other tune in and then coming yeah. out and opening the mic and not knowing what you're going to say. I mean, that's fabulous. <laughs> that's really, it, yeah, it really is. It yeah, is. Yeah. Hmm. Yep, I love that. So what are you writing? Well, huh. I, you know... <laughs> What is that a hard question? Well, it is because the (laughs) topic is, is, you know, people seem to be interested in what I do for a living. Yeah. Well, okay. But, you know, nobody was interested when I was a waitress, (laughs) you know. Well, I it's, you know, just that, just that. It's a different gig. Come on. It is a different gig. Okay, that's right. That's a very pragmatic way of looking (laughs) at it. I'm like, but I was interesting when I was a waitress, I thought. Well, I don't I, know. Well, go, of course you were, but right. that's, you, know, you weren't making, thing. you weren't working at something that people were interested in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're interested, never mind. <laughs> you're London Broil, sir. <laughs> well, yes, you're interested yes. in that for that moment. <laughs> right. And the only reason that you're really interested is if, if there's something drastically wrong with it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Back to the kitchen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, for years, people have wanted uh, a a book about sort of my music business career. Yeah. Well, it's, it's sure. But here's the thing, you know, I'm not going to dish on anybody and I'm not, you know, it's like the, there's no salacious stuff that I'm going to share. It's, well, the hell it's, with it then. Yeah. See, see, so <laughs> I'm back to my waitress gig, right? <laughs> it's, um, you know, it, I know I know what people are looking for, and I'm not sure that that's a book I necessarily want to write. Hmm. I think that there's probably, you know, and, you know. Well, there's some halfway point. There is. Yeah. Uh, but it has to be satisfying enough to me and to an audience. And so I'm trying to kind of well, figure out what that is. You never know what's going to be you know, right. You never know what the audience is going to do. Exactly. So you, ended up, you, you end up, you know, writing for yourself. Yeah. I also, if I'm going to do this, I want it to be funny as hell. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, how can you? So, how, how, how can you not? Of course, if you're going to write it, it's going to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Because yeah. I'm a big goob and <laughs> made some really, really <laughs> crucial mistakes, and uh, they are pretty funny. Um, well, everybody likes mistakes. Yeah. 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 So yeah. yeah. So I'm. I'm. You know, every now and again, I I kind of pick away at that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. It's it's hard to do that in the middle of um, having a career. Yeah, making a billion <laughs> records. <laughs> I was I was talking to um, a, just yesterday was like liner note writer day, uh-huh. and I was talking to a bunch of folks that um, either uh, I might work with or people that I do work with, and yeah. just sort of explaining that you know I'd love to I know what the stories are behind the records, mm-hmm. but I I it's you know my my writer muscle. I, I don't use it all the time. I use mm-hmm. my producer muscle. Mm-hmm. And so I have to hire people to tell the stories, to actually yeah. write them down. Yeah. Um, because I'm busy over here making the records. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I wish uh, I wish my writer muscle was a little stronger so it, it flowed a little easier. Um, especially the kind of stuff that you need to do for liner notes. You know, yeah. it's like you have to do a bunch of research, sift right. it down, right. do, you know, and... Yeah. 
writing stuff about myself is easier, but it, uh, but it takes a minute to let everything else fall away to figure out, you know, mm. what you want to say. Mm-hmm. So, cause I'm pretty caught up in like my day to day stuff. I'll bet. And, um, you know, there's always somebody on some, some device trying to get a hold of me. <laughs> so, you know, interrupts the train of thought, but, um, airplanes are good. Uh huh. And I'm on a lot of airplanes these yeah. days. So, yeah. you know, I, when I can, I, I kind of, for a while, for a while, Audrey was giving me sort of topics. Yeah. You know, cause she, she yeah. knows some of the, a lot of, well, everything. <laughs> and, and so she, she's like, oh, that, that'll, that'll hurt. Go poke at that for a while, you know, or just, just things that she, she thinks people would be interested in. Uh-huh. And that's, that's helpful. I, um, you know, it's, it's fun to talk to writers like you because uh-huh. the, the thing I'm, the thing I know how to do uh, with a bunch of music is how to organize and structure it, but I don't know how to do that uh-huh. with um, with my writing. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you know, uh, I think the proclivity is to try to do something in some sort of linear <laughs> fashion or chron- chronological, and that that seems boring to me. Hmm. Maybe. No, it depends on the material. Yeah. Well, yeah, but here's the weird thing. Like, like the yeah. material is me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the material is you, but it's also the people that, that you were working with. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You don't have to dish on them, you know. Right. Uh, but a little bit doesn't hurt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, really, uh, yeah. you know, to, to, to the, because people both... Music journalists and people who read music journalism, a very mm. small group of people, mm-hmm. well, yeah. <laughs> they don't know anything about music. Mm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. They do know about personalities. Right. And that's all they're interested in. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I mean, because uh, we... Some know about music. <laughs> those those kn- are dangerous they people. <laughs> know about, they know the songs. Yeah. But they don't know anything about music. Uh-huh, I see. You know, I mean, there's a, we have a guy writing for us, uh, Shoehorn. You know Shoehorn? Mm-mm. Shoehorn's fabulous. He's, hmm. he's, yeah, he's, introduce us. Well, his name is Shoehorn because he, is, he, com- he combines a career as, as a saxophone player and tap dancer. <laughs> wow. And he actually has, a, he, he builds these wooden platforms with mic pickups. Oh, for tap, tapping? For, for the tapping. Yeah. Plus, you know, and, you know, and, and, there, and, and there, he has various sounds that he, he's, he's programmed mm-hmm. and he's a funny guy I'll bet. but the reason he, the, that I, I like him so much is that he's one of the rare people who is a musician mm. but also but also understands the needs of of uh, uh, people who r- read about music mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so it's this wonderful combination mm-hmm. that uh, i'm just I'm, I'm thrilled to have him i think he's the best jazz writer in town mm. You know, so as a reader, you might actually learn something. Yes. <laughs> Fabulous. Yes. But not not in a bad way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. You know, because generally, you know, musicians don't know where to stop. Mm. <laughs> if they start getting into the nuts and bolts. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And, and also, um, I think there's a desire to explain. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it, and and uh, and that's when we that's when our eyes glaze glaze over. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's like anybody, like oh, yeah. 
you know, it's like the nuts and bolts of fly fishing. Right. You know? I'm like, okay, right. well, I'm interested <laughs> for a minute. Um, then, you know, all the different lures and stuff. Right. I mean, I can right. see how one might become obsessed by right. that. Now, it's like if it's Rachel Maddow explaining that. Right. That's a different thing. You're right, because you know? it's a personality. Right. I see what you're doing right. here. Right. Tricky right. man. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I'm wheedling away at that, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, on occasion in between all the other chaos. So. Yeah, yeah. You it's know, interesting. There's, there's, a, there's, there's a couple of things that I, have, I regret not having written about so far. Mm. You know, I haven't given up, haven't given up yet. Mm. One is the whole Norfolk sound. Like we may have talked oh, about yeah, that before. Oh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, Frank Guida and yeah. was, he, was he mobbed up or wasn't he? Or <laughs> well. Well, he moved from <laughs> New York. Where he had a career as a calypso singer, yeah. <laughs> little Italian guy from 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 Manhattan, from from Brooklyn. Oh man! Uh, Talk and, about personalities, and right? And well, he moved to the Norfolk for some reason, mm-hmm. and I, mm. I've never, I've never, I've, well, I've not, I haven't done, I haven't dug in on it because I haven't play, had any place to sell it. But right, but you know him and and Daddy G, Gene Barge, Barge, yeah. who went out, went to, ended up in Chicago with a, with a long, long career. Yeah, you know, and of course the. <laughs> The guy that that everybody knows that nobody cares about is is, is Gene Anderson, Gary U.S. Bonds. Oh, I love Gary. Yeah, I know, but he's, you know, he's a nice man. He he's he's always been very kind to me. Oh, that's good. Yeah, but yeah. you know, it's if these were different days, I would I would make the box set yeah. so that you would have a venue for <laughs> for for the notes. But um, these are not different days, sadly. They, yeah. they, they're rough days to do that yeah. kind of cross licensing. I think it's I think it's you know it's a story that's never been told. Mm-hmm. It you needs know. to. Yeah. I, th- I there you go. <laughs> Dig in. <laughs> I want to read that one. Yeah, yeah. Because and Springsteen was right. Yeah. Absolutely. He did save rock and roll. Because otherwise we had Paul Peterson singing about <laughs> sitting in the back seat. Yeah. <laughs> was that, was he on Dalton, Paul oh, Peterson? Oh, good question. Good question. I I'm think not so. sure. Could have been, yeah. yeah. I, I wonder if we had that when I was at EMI. <laughs> I can't remember. But who were the the three, the, what, the, the, there was a, uh, two guys and a, and a woman. Oh yeah, we're on Dalton, um, uh, and they sang the sy- most syrupy, yeah. sweet, horrible. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, and they had they had, they had it, like one big hit. They had one big hit, right? Yeah. It wasn't Johnny Angel, but it was like Johnny Angel. Yeah. <laughs> or like Hey Paul, Hey Paula. No, nah, that was Paul that? and Paula. Yeah. You know, Edith Massey was re- recorded Paul and Paula one time with this guy named Paul Leatherman, hmm. who looked like if. Liberace were a complete lunatic. <laughs> Wasn't he? <laughs> what I'm saying is, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they did, hey, Paul, hey, Paul. Yeah, yeah. I have a recording of that somewhere. <laughs> Liberace is from my neck of the woods. He's yeah, a Milwaukee yeah. guy. I'll have to send that to you sometime. I would love to hear that. Because Edith Massey was, you know, Edith was a friend of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> the egg lady. The egg lady. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So what's coming up next on uh, on Omnivore? Well, this time I came prepared. Look at this. Oh boy. I wrote down a list. A post-it note. Today. Wow. Today if you are so inclined, you could go over to Millennium yeah. and buy the new 1974 Live at the Bottom Line by Steel Eye Span. Oh my god. Right? Whoa. Yeah, 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 that's a good one. They had just um uh 
been on tour with Jethro Tull and huh. uh, um, I love that band. I love all those English yeah. rock bands. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, t- Terry Courier is a huge fan of those bands. Oh, well then hopefully, yeah. hey Terry, uh, sell some Steeleye. <laughs> well, I'm sure he will. Yeah. So, That's um, his wheelhouse. I've gone on kind of like a, a disco and R&B oh my God. soul bender. <laughs> so um, le- uh, Lenny Williams, mm-hmm. uh, Stylistics. Oh, boy. Uh, newer material. Um, mm-hmm. There's a Doris Troy coming. Wow. So, Just one look. Yeah, well, we're calling this one Another Look. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Uh, in the mid-'70s, she made these two singles for uh, a label called Midland International. Uh-huh. And on one of the 45 labels, I saw from the forthcoming album, Another Look. <laughs> there was never another album called Another oh, Look. Geez. So I got, I licensed the tracks. There was 12-inch versions and 7-inch versions of these two tunes. Um, but my friend David Nathan, who mm-hmm. uh, the British ambassador of soul, um, uh-huh. he actually was friends with Doris and in the same time period produced some other um, sides with her. Uh-huh. And so we just combined the Midland International and his stuff and there you go. Now you have another oh. look by Doris wow. Troy. So was she British? Uh, no, I didn't think so. But he he was, you know, he was. I think he started the Nina Simone fan club there, and ah. uh, you know, yeah. n- both both of us knew Aretha, but like mm-hmm. he'd known her for years. Um, him and David Ritz have written so much on Aretha. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, so then mm-hmm. Silver Convention. Oh boy! Got to have some oh disco. Oh my god! Um, Was that Fly Robin Fly? Yeah. So oh we're reissuing. Yeah, I know, right? So we're reissuing the the first record with some bonus stuff, which has Fly Robin Fly on it. I tried um, to end disco. Well, be kind to disco. No. Come on now, it wasn't no. for you. Was, that's, that's for sure. It was for the clubs. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, know. Um, when I, I got a gig in, in in when I first got the gig for Evening Magazine mm-hmm. in Baltimore. I, that I left. I hated L.A. so much that I, I moved back to Baltimore. <laughs> That's how much I hated L.A. And uh, I got this gig, and this was at the height of disco. This was 78. Okay. Right? And I would write stuff, because I was, I was writing and producing, mm-hmm. uh, and w- which meant there was separate talent, some of whom were really good and some of whom were really bad. <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, so I would write all, all our voicers, and, and I would sneak things in so, saying, like, well, since disco ended, oh, <laughs> don't <laughs> I did? I did. Yes, I bet everybody who loved it just was a big fan of yours. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, they became big fans of the person who was reading yeah. what I wrote. Right, 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 right. <laughs> exactly. So I'm not done yet. I have more. I'm more to lay on you. Yeah. Ohio players, not the disco stuff. Oh no, no. So, I love the Ohio players. Okay, good. Because in '69 they put out this record called Observations in Time uh-huh. um, on the Capitol Records label. Wow. Um, but it was a production deal, uh, and and it was sides to, produced by this guy, Johnny Brantley. Uh-huh. And throughout the latter part of the 60s, they were putting out singles with him. Yeah. And so this is the the Capitol Record plus everything that came before. Huh. So it's it's kind of a deeper dig into um, their origin story. Yeah. Which, which you know, I always, I always like doing that. No, nobody's done that one before. The best which, album covers ever. Well, depends. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, all the guys in, uh, in at Omnivore think so. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Record Store Day uh-huh. just got announced. So yeah. Little Richard. Which uh, Little Richard? Well, this is one that you may or may not know. It was called Right Now. 
it em- went it got cut in one night huh. this was right after he left reprise got cut in one night and released directly to the budget bins oh my god by on some weird little label called united huh. um it's good uh-huh. it's it's like in right in line with those reprise records mm-hmm. but because it just got deep sixed into the budget bins uh-huh. nobody ever paid attention to it wow. so we've uh, resuscitated it and given it like a better non-budgety cover uh-huh. um had some new liner notes written it's 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 pretty cool um dr john dr john fan Oh, is there a bigger one? Okay. So, so I, <laughs> uh, the uh, Atco Atlantic singles. Sure. So I did I did a CD um, seven years ago that, mm-hmm. that collected most Destinally of them. Definitely Bonnaroo, Bonnaroo kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this one is just fleshed out a little bit more. So it's a double album for Record Store Day. And then 10,000 Maniacs, we, we did a live uh-huh. record with Oh, them. wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's not leave Dr. John yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, go So on. It's, it's, it's singles from... The, the two Atlantic? All the Atlantic stuff. So all the Atlantic all stuff. All the way through. Uh, so, at you know, I mean, he started in 68 on ADCO. Yeah. Uh, with what we're doing. You know, yeah. it's like he did a lot of session stuff before then and uh-huh. cut some other things. But really, the um, start of the ADCO records is, what, 68. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah. So, you know, that sort of 10-year-ish period that he was signed to ADCO and Atlantic. Um, so it's all the singles, all the single versions. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, it's it's expanded a little bit to include a couple things because I had some extra room. Uh-huh. So we're refreshing the CD as well. And um, wow. I'm working with the estate on that. And um, they're, they're, they're great. So yeah. um, it's it's kind of exciting to... To do that with them, I can listen to everybody want to get rich right away, oh, yeah. nonstop, it's all on day <laughs> and all night. Yeah, it's just I mean, there's talk about you want to be like, you want to be rich, you want to be wealthy. I'd rather be poor and healthy. <laughs> Little He's, did I know. Yeah. <laughs> The real truth in that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's he's amazing. And um, so hopefully this is the start of many good things with the estate. That's great. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Um, so. so, yeah, so it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. some stuff that we're doing. And what was the, other, was the, the last thing? Oh, 10,000 Maniacs. Oh, we God, did a live yeah. thing with them uh-huh. uh, called Playing Favorites, uh-huh. and it's never been on vinyl. And uh-huh. they gave us some bonus things for the fourth side of, of the LPs. And so, yeah, there's just... Um, it's, and it's all, are all those out now? Uh, no, I'm I'm giving you some of the stuff. Oh boy! Some of the stuff up and coming, mm-hmm. um, but you know it's it's um, you know like that Art Pepper thing. I think you know mm-hmm. anything that comes out that close to the holidays, people kind of lose track of things. But that that's one I think um, if uh, if anybody listening is jazz mm-hmm. jazz, jazz people, mm-hmm. um, it's really great. It was. Mm-hmm. Um, the the sessions the the shows that they did at the uh, maiden voyage, mm-hmm. Lori his um, wife at the, at the time and widow um, who's a dear friend, and legendary producer Ed Michelle, mm-hmm. um, those two actually produced the sessions and mm-hmm. it threw off four records for Galaxy. Wow. But this include this this is Jeez. every yeah this is every note played. Um, yeah. So we added I think thirty tracks to the so it's everything mm-hmm. um and we had the benefit of Lori's photographs mm-hmm. but also art's own notebooks and his notes about um mm. 
which takes he thought would be good. Mm. You know, there's one that he, I, I think he circled it and said, um, don't, don't ever put out even if I'm dead. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> like, um, but um, it's... So did you use it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> but um, what does he know? What does he know? Yeah. Um, no, I, I wouldn't have had Laurie not, not yeah. said so. But um, but it's really uh, you know I mean ten ten months later he was gone. Wow. So um, hmm. you know there there was a, a thing in one of the notebooks that said I you know he's writing notes on on these on on all of these tracks and said I put my whole life into this. Hmm. You know so hmm. it's hmm. Um, uh-huh. it's. It's seven CDs of just beautiful art pepper, and um, wow. so don't don't lose sight of that one. The no, com- complete maiden voyage sure, sessions. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Go back to Doctor John for a minute. Yeah. Did you ever know Jack Hireman, the guy Mm-mm. who produced the the solo record? No. Mm-mm. He was an old friend of mine. Okay. Uh, he was from Baltimore. Okay. And uh, I had him on. He's still living, and I had him on on the podcast. We had, of course, it was on the phone. Yeah. Uh, a few months ago. Oh, cool. Telling the whole story. Oh really? Of how that thing got made? Huh? I gotta dial back to that. Then. Yeah, he he's he's he was on. Um, oh my God, I can't remember the name of the album, the name of the label now. But um, yeah, because uh, they released the first one. He, Doctor, and I had never done a solo record before. Uh huh. And uh, and, he, and and it's not the crazy Cajun stuff. No, no, no. no. It's just solo piano. That's all. Uh, with some vocals. Yeah. But there was just him, and that's all. Is that the Warner Brothers reference? No, no. It was Clean Cuts. Oh, yeah. Clean Cuts. Okay. And so the first one came out, and then uh, they went in and did some more. Okay. And there was a second volume. Right, right. And Jack sold a label not too long ago, and okay. it's and, it, and it's, it's being re-released uh-huh. as, 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 well, I think it was re-released as, as one whole CD before, but still. Okay. Uh, Both and the sessions. The, and, and there's, a, because... Because you, you can't you you can't write a lot for a CD for a CD thing, right? Right. Because uh, there's no room. Right. Uh, so I just we, he just talked for an hour about in, in detail about how that thing got recorded. Oh, fun. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was nice. I'll have to check nice. that out. I forget who we sold the label to. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, yeah. Should have yeah. called Jessica me. Jessica Williams was was. <laughs> Was on that on on that label too. Huh. He recorded Jessica Williams very early, and matter of fact, Jessica had not long been another guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> was was it a East Coast? It's a East Coast yes. label. Yes. Yeah. 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 Huh. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I'll never forget. Just not long after the surgery, I was sitting in a in a in a nightclub in a in a in a, in a, in a music club in D.C. with with Jessica Williams, who was Jessica by then, mm-hmm. and Anthony Braxton. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> it was really nuts. Wow. Yeah, cause she was very fragile at that time. Yeah. And a- Anthony, of course, was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> remember wow. he? Do you remember he, he used to call his his tunes like? It was way before Prince. Mm-hmm. It, it was a series of symbols. Uh huh. <laughs> so it's hard to back announce that, right. you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you need like some sp- special phonetic yeah. sort of. I think he's still around. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Strange. I think so too. Yeah. It's all good. So uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So um, it was. It's a good story. I mean, the, the Doctor John thing and, and oh, Jack yeah. Hyman. Jack's a great guy. Yeah. He's cool. a wonder- wonderful guy. 
big Orioles fan. <laughs> well, that seems to be the bar. <laughs> uh, with this, when with the, it's this this week is the beginning of spring training, so it's on my mind. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Orioles just made a big trade with the Brewers. Did they? Yes, they did. Who, in whose favor? Good question. Oh, okay. Because the Orioles, the Orioles have a lot of brilliant young players, mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, the Brewers had this guy Corbin Burns, who won Cy Young, a couple Cy Youngs, and mm-hmm. was their ace. Mm-hmm. And so they were also traded a couple of the really great rookies. Oh, had, had they even played in the, in the majors for this guy? So okay. Anyway, so. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully it works out for both of us. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although I, I like I like I said, you know. Um, they they did break my heart in '82, so I, I have to say I you know I lean towards the Dodgers these days, uh-huh. you know. Huh. Just uh, I don't so know. let me ask you something. Yeah. Who in your family is the muse? Hmm. How do you mean? Well, it's generally, one partner is is oh. more muse than the other partner. You mean between myself and my my lovely wife? Yes. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> the muse. I mean, I suppose it's it's certainly possible that neither is is a muse, but it generally doesn't work that way. No. Um, she's so talented in her own right, mm-hmm. um, and way friendlier, nicer, smarter, <laughs> funnier than me. So, um, you know, I, I would probably, uh, identify her as that, but, but she's, she, she does not suffer <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. fools. So, um, you know, I, it's, yeah, I don't know. I think, I, I think, um, you should ask her. I think I will. I think I will because, um, you know, uh, we're both fun in each other's worlds yeah. for different reasons. Yeah. You know, it's like when we're hanging out in my little music world, uh, all the music people are like, oh, well, uh-huh. professor, you right. know, and right. I'm like, well, she's a president now, you know, and yeah. they're like, well, you know, <laughs> but but um, actually the smartest of my liner note pals, they ask for her to do the editing. Real, that's great. So, right. um, in fact, right. she's got a credit on this one, too. So, right. she's very excited. Oh. But, um, uh-huh. you know, and then I go into sort of the academic world. And, mm-hmm. you know, some sometimes I'm sexy in that world. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'm interesting. Some, sometimes, you know, a lot of the professor types that they don't really care. Um, but, uh, you know, I think I think in in certain venues, um, you know, we're just we're just pretty good in each other's world. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, so it's that's a hard question to answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Yeah. That means there's a lot of stuff going on. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy, is there? Yeah, let me yeah, tell yeah, you. yeah. It's it's we were just. So um, so you insp- you 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 each inspire each other. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What more do you want? Uh, d- d- um, some rest. No, <laughs> 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 well, we were just we were just talking about it today. You know, it's uh, two weeks ago we were leading up to the Grammys and. Two weeks from now, we've got all this crazy other stuff going on, and it's it's all good. Yeah, it's just you know, it's just. I, I was I was saying to her, you know. It's very rare that I I I look back and and think, wow, we were just doing that. You know, we're always looking uh-huh. forward. Yeah, you know, and yeah. just really running forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but but this morning I just stopped for a minute and I was just like, wow, we are just in the middle of it and it's not stopping. You know, you are so lucky. 
I feel lucky. I mean, it's, I, I understand that it's, re, it's a result of your hard work, but still. <laughs> I am very fortunate. I am yeah. very fortunate, and I don't yeah. take for one hot second. I am, I am so grateful for it all, and that's why I think, um, and, and so is Audrey, and I think that's why we work as <laughs> stupidly hard as we do. Uh-huh. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I think you get a whiff of that and you just uh-huh. want to keep it going, sure. right? So sure. we we work our little fannies off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, yeah. you know, she went to bed last night and then I think I turned in, you know, after 11 because I was just, I was working. Yeah. You know, and, sure. you know, I do kind of, the Audrey calls my work sort of ambient work because, you know, we'll watch the news and stuff at night, but uh-huh. I'll be doing, you know, discographies in front of the TV because, <laughs> you know, I, I can, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, it's like yeah. some women knit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, and then and ultimately that's why she said I should start my own label because she's like, you know, um, you get blown out of enough companies. Yeah. You're like, well, you're talking about omnivore. Yeah. 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 Um, she, en- she encouraged me to do that. Really? Um, because, and I said, well, well, honey, we're going to be a little bit more poor. And she's like, I don't care. You know, she said, you have to stop. Well, that's muse like, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But, but it was very practical. She said, stop giving it all away. Like the people that you work for yeah. have no respect for, the music and seriously no respect for you Mm. and she said and you work all the time yeah so why wouldn't you just work all the time for yourself you know and for the the your people your team and i'm like yeah you're right (laughs) (laughs) it's harder than it looks though (laughs) yeah that's that's a that's a that's that's a double yeah you're right meaning it's the yeah it's the acknowledgement that she's right but it's also like the new orleans yeah you're right you're right Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of work, but I have to say, you know, having the uh, creative freedom and agency to do what we, mm-hmm. Omnivore, want mm-hmm. want to do, for the most part, is, is really, um, uh, I can't do that, I can't make these records anywhere else. So, mm. please buy our records, because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise it goes away, you know. And yeah. and the the fact of the matter is, is that you know, the labels are the major labels. They're businesses. Yes. Right. Yes. They are not here for philanthropy or right. for culture or right. Right. historical right. preservation. That's not their job. Yeah. Um, you know. That's your job. Well, yeah. We keep trying. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> your job. Come on. Yeah. It's my job. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that. It's <laughs> my my head spins. So, uh, yeah, we're yeah. just, we're, just um, right. we're keeping it going. Good. Yes. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Yay. Thank you for having me back to have a chat. It's nice to see you. It's wonderful to see you in person. Yes. And uh, I'm, I'm glad you're uh, mostly vertical. Mostly. <laughs> okay, mostly, good. Mostly, yeah. Good. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. That's a good thing. Okay. Well, okay, next year when you win another one, oh, you, can geez. I have you back? Will you have me back if I don't win next year? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. Good, good, yes, good. Yes, All right. Yes. Well, we'll we'll see what I can conjure up for the rest of this year. <laughs> <laughs> I might need a year off, man. That's a lot. Those are a lot of monkey suits to, to wear in one yeah. week. Well, I might want to have you on just for the Dr. John. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can talk Dr. John all day long if you want. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, 
last time I, I, I talked with him, um, it was just before the last time he played here at, mm. the, at the Blues Festival. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't interested in talking to me. Oh. It was okay. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck, you know? But until I mentioned the people who, after Katrina, had moved to Portland, started the the Orleans Candle Shop up on Lombard. Oh. And they were wonderful people. And her, the the the, the wife, in that in that couple, had uh, her father owned the Botanica, where Dr. John got his, went and got his mojo. Ah. And so. I mentioned to Dr. John <laughs> that I knew them. All of a sudden, boom! He was there. He was right there, like I had unlocked. I had I had the key. Ah. And I'm and, and, and so it was wonderful. It was wow! Great. How yeah, fun! Yeah, yeah, it was. That's cool. I think the last time I saw him was at the Grammy Museum. He did. Uh-huh. He did a uh, in L.A. He did a um, just a little solo night talking about his nice. music and nice. playing oh, stuff. That was, that's priceless. It was uh, yeah. It was really yeah. cool. I, the first time I, I, I talked with him, um, I was doing a, uh, a network talk show in Baltimore, and it was, uh, and it was, it was, it was nighttime. It was, it was mm-hmm. like late, fairly late, and, <laughs> it was and, which was John good. Time. It was Dr. <laughs> John. He had just gotten back from Madison Square Garden, where he was playing with Ringo. Oh wow! And he was fucked up. <laughs> uh, was that the um, like All Star Band? I think so. Yeah, yeah I think he yeah. was on one this of those. This is late eighties. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he was in the first one, like with uh-huh. Rick Danko. And right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. why not? Yeah, of course. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you're yeah. gonna get that, would be the one to see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And he wow. would probably be the first guy, the, f- the first call. Right. Because you're not gonna get art. You're not gonna get art right. to play. I don't think. Right. But well, you know, because uh, they. Ringo was at the last waltz too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah. just kind of. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to think of all the people that were on that first All Star tour. Yeah. He just kind of pulled them <laughs> from that. It seems. Yeah. Like. That's well, you cool. know, you get a call from Ringo. You're probably going to go with the gig. Yeah, it's <laughs> probably a decent paying gig, right? <laughs> and fun. Ringo's but Ringo's uh, great. Doctor, he was he. Doctor John was in his hotel room. Mm-hmm. And he was not feeling any pain. Right. Whatsoever. Right. So he was. It was great. It was a great wonderful to talk to him in that condition i'm sorry you know it was probably not a, not a very healthy thing but it was it was a lot of fun yeah well, <laughs> well we had a strange was that was a strange bunch it was a it was a it was a real radio network uh-huh. you know uh but like uh my 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 the, the guy who ran the board for me well half the time he was on lsd <laughs> <laughs> so it was all a little sparkly he was just, he was this brilliant guy who had who who the the navy had pit, had chosen mm. to be one of the main people in the nuclear submarine program okay. but he was on LSD all the time right. so that didn't, that gig didn't last too long for him <laughs> so he ended up being a board op wow okay <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> oh well wow well thank you for your time i of really course. appreciate it girl it's great to see you of course it's great and to see you it's yeah. a lot of fun talking yeah, yeah. And we never know what we're going to say either. I know. It's you know, nuts. I love nice. it. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> All righty. All right. I'm going to well, blow back y- out y- with y- the wind. Y- you know what we do now. What? Well, how we end these things by saying, That's entertainment. <laughs>